Hi guys, welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast episode number 66. It's my bad, I'm perfectly imperfect and I misnumbered the last few podcasts. Sorry, I must have gotten 64 or 65 duplicated. So we're officially on 66. This episode is going to focus today on alleviating mental health and getting better during the downtimes. How we can do this on our own and self-soothe and how we can be more aware of the demons that are chasing us and the patterns that are keeping us from growing and healing. A lot of us are on a hamster wheel, a treadmill, a cycle, a pattern where we continuously do things that hurt ourselves over and over and over and over and until we realize it through self-realization and through mindfulness we will never be able to stop the vicious cycle of self-struggle torment and suffering it is inevitable that each of us in this lifetime will deal with suffering and we must be very aware that this is normal it's okay to not be okay and you are not alone. Repeat that line to yourself. You are not alone. Again, you are not alone. I constantly have to worry about the next two generations behind me because I know how hard it's been as a millennial to even make it on my own, to be seen, to be heard, and to be respected. I can only imagine what it's going to be like for the Alpha Gen and for Gen Z. This podcast is dedicated to all of you girls and guys out there who are going through a mental health crisis, who are struggling through depression, anxiety, and tormenting yourself. I so get it. There are a couple of things that we can do together in these next 40 minutes or so where we can practice freely and openly mental health and wellness. This is no bullshit. I'm not going to create videos with scenarios of a guy and a girl having a breakup or somebody cheating on someone. I do think that a lot of people like to play on our harp strings and it's quite unfair. People have targeted vulnerable people and it's gross. I'd like to be one of the first wellness journalists to actually put a stop and to start making people aware of these triggers. Most people should put up a trigger warning before the videos that they're putting out there that they on purpose created to get you to watch and to click because you are hurting. That is wrong. This vicious cycle of social media and people trying to create scenarios where they want you to watch their video so they make them extra juicy. It's bullshit. It's like, what? The better thing to do is to actually admit that we're all at fault, we all are perfectly imperfect, and that we all can do the work to be better people on our own, and that the best way to do so is to work on thyself first before you help others. Why not bow down to your audience and tell them how dark your life has been? Because if it hasn't been dark, I'm not really interested in being friends with you. Sorry. My sister and I have gone through more trauma and adversity being minority females that are mixed and never feeling like we ever belonged. In fact, I don't even know if I belong still. I just go through every day trying to figure out 
how to pay bills, taxes, and be an honest and good person, and while doing so, helping others for free along the way. The main reason why I do this podcast is because I felt like there was a a gap in the market and there weren't enough mixed girls talking about our experiences. Things should change. They have been changing. But the thing is, we haven't really implemented action into the marketplace yet. People talk all they want. They say they want to work with me. They want to make offers. They're so interested. And then they never follow through. This has happened. It's a pattern and I corrected it. I understand that I'm the only person that will probably start my own Japanese beauty line. I'm the only person that will end up getting my show on a streamer. I'm the only person that will ever write my books and sell my books. And I'm the only person that has control over every decision I make in my life. Therefore, I hold myself responsible and accountable for every business decision and every emotional transaction every financial transaction, and every mental transaction that I make in my life. Those are things that we should all pay more attention to. What are we doing every day, transactionally, that helps us and helps others? If you're doing things that are hurting yourself over and over without realizing, this is something I want you to catch today and save your own life. If you are dating somebody who clearly is not for you, number one, they don't write you back all the time. Number two, they play you like a little game. Number three, they walk all over you like a doormat. And number four, they don't show up. Number five, they're not the person that you call when you are in dire emergency or need. They have to make time for you. They have to show up. They have to be there. Otherwise, you are living in A, a fantasy, B, not real life, and see a projection of what you actually think this person is doing and putting them on a pedestal, but you're not really in love with the person. You're in love with the idea of the person. Oh my goodness, have I been there. (laughs) I'm the first person that could tell you I chased, and really the only way that a relationship ever works out is if the man invests in a woman, and he does so, and he shows up. I can only speak for my personal experiences, but I know when another person invests in you, you will know. You can show them you're crazy and they won't walk away from you. You can be psycho in front of them and they won't walk away. Those are good indicators that they are a good person and they're willing to put up the work, the time and the space and the place to be with you with no other offering other than just who you are, good and bad, ugly, beautiful, all things, mentally well, mentally unwell, socially well, socially not well, are they showing up for you? Break the cycle if you're dating somebody who doesn't work for you. This is a pattern for a very unstable, unfulfilled, unhappy life. I did it for a long time. I was looking for things in men that I thought had offerings for me that were probably just interested in me physically, not emotionally, not mentally. And for me, it was hard because those are the things that I want to connect on. I want to have good conversation. I want to be deep. I want to be spiritual. I'm no spiritual guru. I don't claim to be enlightened, but I do believe in God and Buddha, all of the universe and the spirits and the angels that surround each of us every day who affect and shape our lives. I really believe 
in the above. Another pattern that you could let go of to really exercise better practice in your mental health is constantly comparing yourself to others. If you can spend just one hour less on social a day, if you can remove the apps from your phone over the holiday, even if it's just on Christmas, please do so. I'm going to paint this picture for you when it's going to sound really weird because it is. It's not normal and nor is it healthy. It's a picture of a girl that constantly puts up photos and images of happiness and bliss and how fabulous her life is, oversharing everything that she does on a platform where at the end of the day, people don't really care that much. People aren't thinking of you as much as you think they do. Save yourself the time and the space. Don't post all the time. It is such a waste. In fact, over the holidays, I almost always take a break from social because it is too much of a burden to bear during a time when I want to be with my family. When I was single over the holidays, which was pretty recently, I can remember very vividly with my sister and her British boyfriend, they visit from London. This is years ago because the pandemic, I haven't seen her in a while. With my parents, I was always like the fifth wheel. (laughs) And my God, it was hard. I was so infatuated with men that were not available I caused myself a lot of deep-rooted suffering. And I thought, well, if I, if I post perfect pictures of me with a flawless physique and a beautiful face and just everything, maybe they'll see it and they'll want me. And you know what? That sounds so stupid, Candace. <laughs> it's not true. If a person wants you, trust me, they will come after you. That is a sure thing. Don't be played by the game. Be smart. I know if you listen to the Wabi Sabi podcast that you're also a brilliant and smart woman or wild man. And you get it. You just get it. You could be he, she, him, her. Whatever you are, I love you. And I care about you deeply, which is why I love doing this public service journalism for you. Another thing to really point out is to watch out for the demons that haunt you. When I say demons, I'm sometimes referring to various things. It could be an addiction, drugs, sex, anxiety, depression, things that trigger that. Like if you're using drugs recreationally, notice how you get high and then you just have a crazy low. Why not even the playing field? You know, give up the drugs and start living life sober. If you're an alcoholic, which I would love for you to get professional help and seek it if you are able, or talk to someone and just let them know. There are AA meetings all over this country that are free and available for you. Just look up AA meeting close to me. Alcoholics Anonymous is a wonderful program that is life-changing for so many individuals that are in need for free. Don't be afraid to find a spiritually divine power to follow. It's not weird. People that make church, God, religion, all of it sanctimonious and weird 
are just insecure because they are not open-minded to the practice. It is all around us. We are all truly made up of the same stardust. Check out Dr. Wayne Dyer's work if you are in trouble. Listen to him on Audible. He is magical. And we are not sanctimonious or dogmatic in our spiritual practice. We are open-minded to all religion and all practice. I come from a household of Buddhism, Christianity, catechism, spirituality, and love. They're all free and available to you all the time. Find out what your demons are, your triggers, your addictions, your deepest and darkest, and fucking nip them in the bud. Like, handle it. Take care of it. If you are on repeat telling yourself the same victim story, which I am guilty of, let's find a way to take care of it. I started seeking professional therapy at a very young age with my father because we had a very tumultuous relationship. We fought all the time. My dad started going with me to therapy at 15 and 16 years old. I had a really, really tough time because I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like I wasn't seen. I felt like my parents loved my sister. And I was like pretty messed up in the head, like told that I was stupid and believed it for a very long time in my childhood. In fact, I, I think I still carry those demons. So talking to someone it was the best decision my parents made for me when I was young. And I, I'm very grateful endlessly to them for putting up with me as an adolescent. But my demons were always with me, even through writing wellness and, and health and cookbooks. And boy, was I living beneath a mask, suffering and drowning in my own pain and sorrows. And a lot of times, admittedly to you, I was drowning myself in work, in addiction, and telling myself that I was okay when I wasn't. Usually when we bury something so deeply, at some point or another, it's going to come up and we are going to have to face our demons. Otherwise, we'll live in that constant period of burying hiding and living not in our truth for so long by seeing a therapist and talking to somebody you can open your heart and mind you can see plenty of outlets these days that really help with therapy look out there right now or find a friend that you can talk to for free this is very important to save your own life Talk to someone and let them know if you're hurting. And keep going. There are people that love you and care about you so much out there. If you are ever suicidal, I do want you to know that there are people out there that care deeply about you. I'm going to give you a number right now that you can call in case you are in need. Help is always available to you. Don't be afraid to call this number in case you are in need. 1-800-273-8255. Write this down, especially if you need to talk to someone. It's free and no one will know who you are and they won't judge you. 1-800-273-8255. Help is always available and we are here for you. 
sometimes we get caught up in these webs of lies that we tell ourselves. And the biggest way I think we can be open-minded is to pray more for others and for ourselves. You can ask God what you would like with your life. And you can ask for relief, empathy, compassion. You can ask God to send you the right people, places, things, jobs, offerings, whatever it is you look for this holiday. I pray that you find the strength to ask for it. It's okay to ask for help, for financial relief. It's okay if you're hurting. And remember in the end, it's really okay to not be okay. It would be strange in a world of 7 billion people if we were all okay all the time. That would be a little bit weird, wouldn't it? I know this is a really serious podcast and I find tears welling into my eyes because I have seen and felt the pain of our youth. I'm worried about the future. As a futurist and a pioneer in wellness and and as a journalist, I actually know that a mental health crisis is about to get worse. I'm thinking of each of you and I am praying for all of you to find beauty in the darkness. Sometimes there are these little flickers of light that you can see along the pathway. Be grateful when things are going well. Be grateful when you're healthy. Be grateful you can breathe. Breathe in with me. And breathe out. Be grateful that you're healthy and you can walk and see, smell and touch, hear. There are not people, or there are people in this world that are not able to have and utilize those gifts that you have. Be a good friend to others. Be honest in the work that you do. Try to have integrity. And along the way, the right people are going to come and cross your path. Some maybe for a moment, some maybe for a lifetime. But be open to change. Adapting to change will be the greatest source and skill set for you to make it in this life. If you so which desire to be rich, famous, successful, it's not always a priority in this life. It's also even better to be full of good character, respected, to be well known for your integrity, to be graceful, to be compassionate, and to empathize with those who are in need. There are many out there in the U.S. right now that are hungry and that need food. And I suggest looking up your local food bank or food pantry, City Harvest or Feeding America, and finding out how you can help right now. One of the greatest sources of income for me has been free work volunteering. And by income, I mean spiritually well. (laughs) There are many hungry.
I feel grateful. I see more food than I could ever need in my lifetime. It was never a problem, thank God. But I pray for those who are living in scarcity and fear and poverty and grief-stricken. Please do your part and help. I can promise you one thing in this life. If you volunteer, you will help yourself by helping others. You'll save your own life. I don't care if it's a pet shelter, if it's a food bank, if it's a homeless shelter, maybe the church or with children. Please do something. I upped my hours during the holidays to twice a week at the food bank and the local church, and it felt really good. In fact, there's this point in time where you realize it doesn't even feel like work. You all of a sudden just feel like you belong. And at the beginning of this podcast, I said to you, the most fucked up part of my childhood was never feeling like like I belonged anywhere. Not with the white kids at school, not with the Hispanics, not with the blacks. I just was there, me and my sister. In fact, she didn't even like me that much growing up. (laughs) So I was kind of left by myself. I had a lot of friends, though, that ended up seeing through the color of my skin and the way that I looked. And they said, I really like you. And they were black. They were Latino. They were white. They were amazing. I had great friends who were so loving. And they said, well, we really love you for you. But it didn't mean that I didn't get teased or I didn't get hounded for the way I looked or called names and, you know, even um, had some altercations with people at an early age. But I do think as you get older, you find this grace and resilience inside of you where you can look at others that you are serving at the food bank or maybe it's at the shelter and you can look into their eyes and you can see a part of you in them. And at some point you realize that what you're doing is just God's work and it becomes synonymous with your life and who you are. And there's no need for me to even share this volunteer work with you. I seek no, no, nothing in expertise or have no expectation, excuse me, for what I do and put out there other than I just want to make sure you're well and I'm well and all is well as much as possible and that when we're not okay, we're okay because it's so normal to be in the dark. It's so normal to be down and depressed and you will find glimmers of light, komorebi, we call that in Japanese, the light between the trees When we seek it, we find it, and we embrace it, and we love it, and we live knowing that this light exists. You are actually that light. I'm completely self-aware that you are the only reason why I have kept going. So thank you. This is a big thank you to you for listening to me for the entire year this year, for being graceful when I couldn't do the podcast because I was too depressed too anxious and living in fear. I thank you for listening because you gave me your year. Every one of you that downloads this podcast is a gift. Thank you. I really mean it. My hand is on my heart. Without you, I have nothing to offer the world. Listening is a beautiful gift and I thank you for your time. I hope that you can share this podcast with others who are in need and they can see a glimmer of light. Lastly, on this holiday, please make sure that you really do get off your apps for one or two days, delete them from your phone, 
you can log in in 24 or 48 hours. I just want you to feel and live offline. The most beautiful part about being in a relationship now is that I spend time laughing, hiking, walking, volunteering, doing whatever online, offline, sorry. Or say we watch White Lotus on HBO Max or whatever we decide to do that weekend. I just find it's amazing to embrace others offline. Apps are cool. People will tell you all kinds of things on an app, but it's not real life. Real life is worth living. Get off and get into nature or cuddle up and watch a couple of movies or streamers and binge watch the shit out of something. Go have fun. Bake cookies. Make a turkey. Help your mom with all the freaking side dishes. Every year, my mom now says, you know, I am only going to make the turkey, okay? Your father requests a turkey now instead of ham. You are going to make all the side dishes. You are so good at it. You are even better than me. You are better than me now. I think she just says that to coax me and try to get my ego like big about cooking. It's true. My mom only makes the turkey and then I do everything else. So I do like 16 dishes and desserts and platters and and she does the turkey. God bless you, mom. At her age, she totally is worth only doing turkey. (laughs) I love you guys. Our little rescue cats that we got a year ago from the bodega in the Bronx in uh, a basement, I think it was, through Little Wanderers NYC. You should follow them on Instagram. They turned a year old. They're the cutest fucking chunkies I've ever seen. I'm obsessed. If you haven't adopted an animal yet, there are a few shelters, especially in in San Diego. Please look up SD Shelters. I think it is on Instagram. And also just Google San Diego Shelters. There are a lot of shelters out there, and I've noticed this, that don't have a good social media account. And if they did, like you, have talent in order to make social media cool, please approach these animal shelters because they need better help putting up photos of animals in need. It would be so cool if you could go and reach out. Please sign up for my newsletter on CandiceKumai.com or TheMachaShop.com. Pick a, a gift. You can use code FOREVER21, all caps, and get 21% off anything. You can rewind this if you want all the deets. Follow my TikTok. I've seen all 500 of you sign up. Thank you. I'm sipping on matcha. Um, Also, comment on my Instagram anytime you want. In the comments helps the most for growth. And have a very warm and happy holiday. I'm going to read a couple of notes and love letters. And then I want you to enjoy the rest of your holiday with the family. Excuse me for crying, by the way. I uh, I got a little emotional today. So, a little love letter that came my way recently. Hi, Candace. Happy holidays back at ya. Please let me know how I can help you. I read your most recent shared email article and saw your create and cultivate piece on the home screen. I wanted to offer help back. I'm not specifically looking for an internship, but I found that you want to be an expander since I heard you on Rosie Acosta's summit in March. 
I was immediately in love with you. But it wasn't until I read Kintsugi Wellness, your book, that I noticed how much I could relate growing up in Brooklyn. Yeah, go Brooklyn! With a Malaysian mom, amazing, and Turkish dad, amazing. I always felt a bit between worlds. I love your calling of the being a bridge. We're also both Tauruses. I'm always pumped when Wabi Sabi comes out. Yeah, girl. <laughs> it is a delight and a highlight in the midweek. Amazing. Lastly, a bit more of me. I'm currently a mental health counselor intern, and I'm taking one last class to graduate in spring 2022. Amazing, Stephanie. I am a certified breathwork facilitator and yoga teacher. 2020 blessings. Amazing. I anticipate having more time as a result of having one class. Some of my current personal ambitions in combining breathwork and psychotherapy and reminding people to breathe. Please let me know what kind of help you're looking for. Love, Stephanie. You know, when I got this email from Stephanie, my hand is on my heart. Thank you, Stephanie, for your amazing time. You responded to my call and I really appreciate you. Obviously, I will be in touch for further work, but you can see that Stephanie connected with us on the podcast. She understands her worth, her place, her calling, and she's taking all of her darkness and her hardship and turning it into something beautiful to help others. So many of us are the bridge to getting to that next place in life. And we must remember that when we are mixed or minorities or marginalized, that's a lot of ums, we have an offering to the world that is special and unique and hasn't really been embraced yet. So take it as a blessing. Thank you, Steph. And for each of you who wrote a five-star review recently, I think that you are a boss and I appreciate you. And I am so grateful for you writing your reviews. Thank you for being a loyal fan, a devout fan, and an amazing person. My hands on my heart. I wish you the best in 2022. Keep going. I will keep going on this podcast for free. It is my calling. And what work will you do? Ask yourself this question today to better the world and yourself in 2022. What will you contribute to be a better person? And how will you do it? What can you do to help your mental health space? How can you spend less time on social and more time in real life? What podcasts will you choose to share and listen to? Please share this podcast with somebody in need who is down and depressed right now that needs to pick me up. I too have been there. Scared, alone, very depressed, in multiple dark places at many points in my life an addict, a fellow friend, a supporter, and somebody who has felt like they've been drowning upstream with my work for my entire career. We are in this together in the middle, in the gray, and we have a long way to go, but we can do this perfectly, imperfectly together. Thanks, guys. I love you. Have a great week. Cece? She is quiet today. I don't have a button for her. I just squeeze her a little bit. My mom says, don't squeeze her. You are being, you are poking her. I know. All right. Love you guys. Have a great week. Have a fabulous, fabulous holiday. And here's to you. Love you. Stay, stay, stay amazing, fabulous, and perfectly imperfect. Wabi Sabi. Wabi Sabi.